0: I a sugar. I know you like- Welcome to episode 189, Naming What You Want. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, beautiful friends. I am very excited right now. <laughs> so I think last week I mentioned that I'm making a lady corner in our master bedroom. And full disclosure, my husband and I have agreed to sleep in separate beds, which I'm you know, overcoming my own hesitations to share this, but I think it's really important, so I'm going to. So, I think so many women can and people can resonate with this, right? Like, a lot of times our spouses and partners sleep in separate rooms because of snoring or, you know, interruptions or things like that. And I just want to let you know that it's okay. And it's okay to. Set up your own sleeping situations that are best for both of you if you are partnered. And for the longest time, we have gone back and forth with this, so not really like battling or arguing about it. But you know, like when I was pregnant, it was really hard for me to sleep, and I value sleep so much. And so, like if he was snoring or something like that, it would not work out well. So he would go sleep on the couch or whatever. And we've been married for thirteen years, so there's been many iterations of this, and. Um, in the past few years, we've actually have been sleeping in the same bed until recently, like my husband snores really bad. And so he's been snoring again more. We've explored all of the options, a sleep app and all the things. And so he's been sleeping in our family room and it's, it's not bad. There's like a nice little mattress he puts on the couch and it's a big, deep couch and it's cozy and comfortable and things. So it's not like I kick him out of the Not that I need to explain this to you, but it's not that I kick him out of the bed in the middle of the night. He goes, sleeps on the couch or something. So it's not a bad situation, but it's also kind of like we didn't really like it. And it was always this feeling of just, it just didn't feel right for us. And I had proposed to him a while ago to have separate beds in the same room. What I actually proposed was that he have this, like a twin size bed in this little corner of the room. (laughs) And I would stay in the queen or the king size bed. And I just don't think I presented that in a very fun and exciting way to him. And he was just like, no, it's like we're giving up. I'm like, but you're sleeping in a totally different side of the house in a different room. And so anyway, um, I came back with the idea of a lady corner. And I would take a smaller bed in the corner of the room. And he was like, okay. Um, And so I created this lady corner. And it's amazing. I got a new bed. I got a new mattress. And I I created this beautiful, cozy little lady corner. Um, And I'm really excited about it. And maybe I'll post a picture of it on Instagram (laughs) so you can see it if you don't um, follow me. But you should at at Coach with Angela Messenic. So it's at the the at sign Coach with Angela Messenic. I will be brave and post a picture of the lady corner on the gram so you can go check it out. But I just want to offer. And so anyway, getting back to the point of this, it's like asking for what you want is the topic of this week's podcast episode. And really, it's like just naming what you want, letting yourself name what you want and or need and being brave enough to do that. Right. So like there's, there had been whispers in my mind about doing this for a while, you know? And, and I I think like, there's just so many societal rules around this. And like, I'm even noticing them come up as I'm sharing this with you. Like, it's kind of uncomfortable for me. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm worrying about like, what, what are his parents going to think, you know, when they come and visit us? Or what are other people going to think when they see this? Do they, will they think that our marriage is in trouble? Well, you know what I mean? What does this mean? And will they judge us? And it's like, yeah, I'm just noticing all that stuff. And what I'm coming back to is we're doing something that's meant for us. And it really has no bearing on what other people think. And it's okay. Right. And so we've had two nights of this, um, set in our living, in our bedroom and it's been so fun. It really has been. Like He has got to sleep in this big, nice bed with no interruptions, and we're both in agreement to it. I think that's probably the biggest takeaway from this. We both decided together that this is what we wanted. We didn't really decide together that him sleeping on the couch was like a good decision. It just kind of happened. And so when it, when it was happening, it was just kind of like, I felt guilty and he was probably a little bit put off cause he didn't have his own space and everything, you know? And it's like, yeah, he had to pack his stuff the night before and get it all ready and take it to another room and schlep things around. And he never really complained about that, but just the energy around the whole thing didn't feel like consensual or like we were both in agreement to it. But since we talked about this and I proposed it and now it's happening and we both are in agreement about it. It feels so good. And we get to be in the same room together and like talk, you know, and and share that with each other. Um so I'm really loving it and I just want you to know that it's okay if you have this type of situation or you're you want this type of situation, um I think it's really important just to name what it is that you want, okay? And it may not be a lady corner. It may be something else. It might be that you know, you want to stop over drinking and you keep getting whispers in your mind that you need to change your relationship with alcohol. Okay. Or maybe it's a whisper that, you know, you need to do your family structure differently. Or maybe it's a whisper that, you know, this job that you're in isn't right for you. And so I just want you to decide that you're going to name it. Okay. Let it be heard, write it on a piece of paper, share it with somebody. Okay. So the way this whole lady corner thing happened was I was sharing some feelings and thoughts that I was having about our current situation in this house and um I was sharing it with some really close friends and feeling frustrated and needing lots of breaks and I felt like I didn't have any privacy or space and it was really grating on me. And so my friend offered me to stay at her house. Um, she has a lady palace, it's called, it's an apartment, they're doing a nesting situation because her and her husband are going through a divorce. And so she was going to be gone for an extended period of time. And she offered me her place. So I went there and I got the space and I had time to review and evaluate and explore exactly what I wanted. And I just was honest with myself. And I said, I want my own space. How can I get this right now? Right? I knew I didn't need my own apartment. Okay. Or anything like that, like that felt too much, you know, cause you know, I, it's not that I want to get a divorce or I feel like we need separately. I just needed some more of my own agency and my own space. Like I loved how she had her place set up. It was very pretty and like the sheets are really nice. And like, it was all just her. And I'm like, I want that kind of space in my house. And so I created that. So getting back to just naming what you want, what do you want? what comes up when I ask you that question? Are you listening to that? So this podcast is called stop over drinking and start living, right? So the main focus here is I'm helping you get what you want out of your relationship with alcohol. And sometimes I don't think we listen to ourselves and we ignore what we actually want in our lives, whether it's to change your relationship with alcohol or to change something else in your life, and you don't acknowledge it and you ignore it, it becomes very uncomfortable. You have lots of suggestions that you want to do things differently. Okay. So we're just going to use the relationship with alcohol here as an example. So you might have a lot of ideas like I need to stop drinking or I need to cut back or frustration when you overdrink in the morning and what you tell yourself, you're like, why do I keep doing this? These are all signs from the real you that it's not right. Okay. It's not right for you right now. And the more we ignore that and don't actually dig in and claim that you want to be somebody that drinks less, the more out of alignment you'll be with you and your relationship with alcohol and the more alcohol you'll end up drinking. Okay. So what happens is when we don't define what we want and we want something, we feel frustrated or we feel disappointed or we feel aggravated or angry or sad or depressed or anxious, right? We have these feelings about things, especially around a relationship with alcohol that doesn't feel right, right? Our emotions are trying to get our attention here. So when you think about your relationship with alcohol, how do you feel? Okay. If it feels icky, then that's a sign that you actually want to change. Okay. If, it, if you feel good and you're like, I'm good with my relationship with alcohol. And you just like listening to me, <laughs> that's a whole different thing. But most of you that listen to this podcast want to change your relationship with alcohol. So I'm inviting you right now to hit pause and to write that down and to say it out loud. If you're listening in your car, say, I want to change my relationship with alcohol. Say it out loud. Let yourself hear that. Claim that. Okay? Because that's what the real you wants. If you feel icky around your relationship with alcohol. Okay? You don't need to know what it looks like. You don't need to know how. You don't need to know any of that. But I think it's so important to honor what it is that you want. We dismiss ourselves so much, right? We say we'll do things and we don't follow through. We say we want to make time to exercise and we never do. We say we want to eat healthy and we might do it for a meal and then we go back, right? That hurts you. That brings you further away from connecting with the real you and what your real desires are. And I want to offer you this. If you decide to say yes to your desire, And what you really want around changing your relationship with alcohol and you get out of your way, your own mental way, and you say yes to it and you figure out how to do that with my help or somebody else's help or whatever that looks like and you declare that for yourself you will start saying yes to more of the things that you want. It will open you up to saying yes to changing a relationship, getting out of a job situation you don't like, looking at your living situation, starting a better exercise routine. Whatever it is, you will start saying yes more to the things that you want. And then your life will look more in alignment with who you actually are instead of what we might think it should look like or a path that you know, our family or society or some of our structures have taught us to live. Okay. When you say yes to your life and claim what it is that you actually want, your life becomes interesting. It becomes unique. It becomes you. And it feels so good to be in alignment with what you want to do in your life. When you're out of alignment, it feels icky. And that's when we numb. That's when we escape, right? That's when we like get stressed out at work and then we come home and drink or eat, you know, things we're bored. We drink or eat like we just keep numbing that uncomfortable feeling because we don't really want to look at it. Right. And when you get the over drinking stuff out of the way, you claim that you go to work on it, you fix that. What's going to be left is the rest of your life. And then you have an opportunity to start picking away at the things that aren't working for you. That's the start living part. A lot of times we're drinking because we're, you know, not only out of alignment with the relationship that we want to have with alcohol, but we're out of alignment with a lot of other things in our lives. And we haven't, we've paused, we've we've reached, reached a certain level of success or gotten to a certain place in our life. And we've stopped making goals. We stopped chasing our dreams. We stopped being creative, right? And we're kind of stagnant. And we don't like that as humans. We like to continue to grow and evolve and expand and learn and challenge ourselves. And when we don't give ourselves the opportunity to explore and do that, we get stagnant and frustrated and then it'll start showing up in different areas of your life, right? You'll start to have bigger issues like over drinking or overeating or health problems or poor relationships or just this unsatisfactory feeling in your life. Okay. So to recap on this, the first step is to claim what you want. Take out a piece of paper, write down all the things that you want. Okay. Not to say that you have to go after all the things that you want, but it's important to acknowledge the things that you do want. Okay. So you're, you can hear yourself say it and it's important to say, yeah, I hear you. Even if it seems really impossible, be like, to trust yourself and to build that connection with yourself so you don't constantly numb it is to say what you want and what you need, even if it's not to somebody else, but to yourself. So you can hear and acknowledge that. Okay. And you're not ignoring it anymore. I'm not ignoring you. This is what I want. Okay. I hear it. I'm claiming it. And then choose something that you want to work on. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing you want to work on your relationship with alcohol and I want to Give you a nudge, a high encouragement to join me. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you've made some progress on your relationship with alcohol, and you know maybe you're really good now at cutting back on you know weekday drinks or whatever, but you still have overdrinks during the week, um, on a weekend, or you know in social situations or on a vacation, or you find yourself kind of going back in your old ways. That doesn't mean that you're not capable of changing your relationship with alcohol forever, or that you wouldn't be a good fit for my six month coaching program or any of that shit. It just means that you might need an extra support. You might need a coach like me to help you see things and get through your obstacles that you can't see yourself. You're not a failure for that. Okay. So a lot of times I get asked if, you know, a lot of people test themselves and they say, you know, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to see if I can make a drink plan and follow it. And if I can, then maybe I'll consider joining Angela's program or whatever. And then if they fail or can't do it, then they're like, Ugh, well, if I invest all this money and join Angela's program and I fail, like that's going to be a huge disappointment for me. And I'm not willing to take that risk. That doesn't mean anything. You failing a weekly drink plan doesn't mean that you won't be successful in my program. You'll be more successful with following your drink plan. If you join a program where you can get the support and you can come on a coaching call and get a clear understanding of why you didn't stick to your drink plan and you commit to learning about your failures and moving through the shame of that and honoring yourself and working on your goals and being in a community of women that are all doing this together, you will be successful if you're willing to show up and do that work. So I would highly encourage you to go through and click through the link and watch the three videos and fill out an application because right now I am removing the application deposit that I've had for the, you know, the, since the beginning of this year. And there's no financial obligation to fill out an application. Fill out an application. And if you're ready to go right now and you want to talk to me one on one privately over the phone and make sure I answer all of your questions about it and to make sure you're a good fit. I'm offering a free 20 minute phone call. So I highly encourage you to do that. If you've been thinking about it, there's not been a better time at the end of this month, I'm holding a workshop, a virtual retreat for my clients inside that six month coaching program called connecting with your body. And it's going to be an all-day retreat where I'm going to help you understand your own emotions. We're going to go deeper into that. We're going to have some fun sensory experiences. I'm bringing in some outside experts to teach us yoga and some breath work. And I'm going to be leading sessions. And it will help you learn how to connect with yourself on such a higher level. And it will set you up for success at the beginning of this program. And I'm really excited about it and I want you to participate in that. So you should definitely fill out an application and let's chat. Okay, my friends, I love you so much. Claim it, name it, and then go after it. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Oh, and if you happen to listen to this before Friday, I'm actually holding a coffee chat on Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern time on Friday, August 19th. So the link to sign up for that will also be in the show notes. And you can come and ask me questions directly about the program as well. And I'll be be going over the details and what to expect inside the six-month coaching program. And you can come and have coffee with me and ask me questions. So sign up for that. It's free. All right, my friends, I'll see you there. Bye.